0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Tool, back again with you guys for another show. It's Monday, it's the week where Premier League football returns. Thank goodness uh, we are nearly there. We have now finally reached the end of this last international break of the year. You'll be very pleased to know. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well joining us for our Raw Reaction show, our 8am daily series. Although, tomorrow... For those that are tuning in, and make sure that they tune in dead on 8 o'clock. Tomorrow's show will be 30 minutes earlier, which is important because I know that people tune in maybe slightly after 8 o'clock. Tomorrow it is 7.30 a.m. The reason for that is that I've got to run an errand at 8 o'clock. Uh, literally, at, the appointment is at 8. So I didn't want there to be no content. So I want to get up even earlier to put out a 7.30 show for everybody tomorrow. So make sure that you set your alarms tomorrow for 7.30. Uh, I'm going to try and put out the uh, the actual thing on YouTube to set reminders to, uh, tonight probably for tomorrow morning. So make sure you set those alarms for the 7.30 show tomorrow. Brad, good morning. Kaiser, oh, Kaiser was beaten today by Brad. Brad turning up dead on 7.46. Christopher, Panraster, Colin, Carl, Jacob, Liam, good morning to all of you. Matt G, Sai, Joshua. Uh, We've got Robin, Stevie, Wrath of Aries, Ray. So many people I see new names popping up in the chat box, which is great. Welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in, Vuk, uh, Yogi, uh, TBSLBU uh, joining us as well. I I love the when people make their names really difficult to to say because it's just a bunch of letters like that. But uh, you know, it's great. Thanks for tuning in, Uh, (laughs) Triano. Thank you, Barath, Halel, Akshat, Social. Um, morning to all of you, Kim B, Nick, Mike, Ishby as well. Thank you so much. Sorry, I can't say good morning to all of you. There is a lot of you. Uh, we're going to kick off today's show. It's going to be a slightly shorter episode as will tomorrow because I've got some stuff going on in the mornings. Uh, but there's a lot that I want to get through today as well as talking about, uh, something that happened yesterday, which some of you may or may not be aware of. First of all, please do go subscribe to The Arsenal Way. We'll be back today at 9.30am with our Monday morning show I'll be joined by a couple of guests, as always, to talk through the day's events. So I look forward to that. Uh, and we kick off with a story over here regarding Andre Onana, who, of course, was linked to Arsenal in the summer. Charles Watts reporting the story initially for goal. However, Arsenal ended up moving for Aaron Rams, Dallin said. And Onana's likelihood of joining Arsenal has since plummeted, with the uh, with the goalkeeper now looking very much like that he will be moving to Inter Milan in the January window, possibly later on in the summer should uh, Ajax turn around and ask for some money. But the idea is that Onana will now become an Inter Milan player, so you can expect him to end up there rather than at Arsenal. Apologies if you were hoping to see otherwise. Raheem Sterling is continually cropping up as a possible Arsenal target, reports Going around that, uh, that Raheem Sterling would be available for a loan with an obligatory 50 million pound purchase at the end of it. Whether or not that can take place in January is remains to be seen, and whether or not that would happen in the summer window. But we talked a lot about this on yesterday's podcast. If you didn't tune into yesterday's podcast, please make sure you go and check it out. For my money, I would absolutely. Do this deal without a shadow of a doubt to get someone of the quality of sterling in would be great for us uh, so if we can do it fingers crossed uh, we can get this through the door uh, our next story eddie and ketia the links with west ham have intensified over the last 24 hours to the point where west ham have supposedly now fully inquired about the possibility of signing eddie and ketia In the January window, we know that Mikel Antonio is their only real senior natural striker. And therefore, were he to get injured, and he does get injured now and again, they are left very light. And David Moyes is left to do a little bit of tweaking with his team to try and sort this one out. And Ketia makes a lot of sense. Does it make a lot of sense for Arsenal to sell him? Not to West Ham, it doesn't. And I certainly wouldn't be selling him to West Ham. I don't care what the fee is, because it's probably going to be something very minimal, considering only has six months left on his deal. Even if it was something stupid, then sure, you might be able to go a bit closer. If you're looking at 10 million quid for a guy with six months left on his deal, then sure, I can stomach that. But it doesn't make too much str- uh, sense to strengthen someone who is our direct rival for a top four place this season. And so I would be reluctant. Following Balogun, some interesting news regarding him, even with Enketia looking like he could lead the club, as does Balogun on loan with Chris Wilder, Middlesbrough's head coach, looking at the striker to possibly bring him in to the club this January for a six-month loan deal. Middlesbrough at the moment are embroiled in the middle of the championship. table. will be looking to push as far away from the relegation places and as close to the playoff places as they can in the final remaining months of the season. And Balogun would certainly add a lot of quality to their attacking line. And you could certainly see this as a beneficial move for him and maybe one that would be a really, really uh, developmental stage of importance for him moving forwards. And so, yeah, that that would be really, really good. And yes, Akshat, you're right. Wilder did want him at Sheffield United. There was rumours about them coming in for him and putting in a decent-sized bid, as were Brentford, A number of sides were very interested in Balogun. So it makes sense that Wilder would be looking to bring him in on loan until the end of the season. And I, for one, would be very interested in that happening as well. And lastly, we must talk about the Nicolas Pepe story. Now, you, I'll be very shocked if none of you know what I'm talking about uh, with this Nicolas Pepe story. You may have seen... Uh, both, uh, and I'm going to use their names, uh, The Mail and The Sun, both report a story uh, around Nicolas Pepe uh, and the fact that Arsenal would be basically willing to accept a £25 million bid for uh, Pepe and are supposedly even working on a £25 million deal. This is all not true. And the reason why I can categorically tell you that this is not true is because I can show you the source of where they got this information, and the source of where they got this information. Annoyingly, and if you go onto the uh, if you go onto the the Sun's article and click where they say according to Football. London, you will get this article. Uh, and this article, as you can see me sitting there on the screen uh, and my name, is a piece that I did with my colleague Bailey Keogh, uh, in which we did a discussion piece about how much we would accept for Nicolas Pepe. In fact, what you'll see is twice on this page is two words. Firstly, you you've got it written here, which is the word opinion which is what it was, an opinion piece. And then in the middle right-hand corner of the screen, in big block, black and white lettering, you've also got that word opinion sitting there as well. And I'm also sitting there named in the byline with uh, Bailey as well. And in this piece, it's a discussion piece. I I suggest you go and read it. In fact, I'll put a link in the description because it's a very good, uh, good discussion between myself and Bailey about kind of the idea of selling Nicholas Pepe. Uh, and one of those is uh, where I write down in my section that I would personally sell him for 25 million pounds. And that's always been something I've said on this channel. It's something that I've been talking about for a while that I would be willing to sell him for around 25 million pounds. And for some reason, and I think it was um, for The Sun, I think it might have been George Bird that wrote this. Uh, I think George Bird wrote the story for The Mail. But honestly, I, I am so shocked that they <laughs> decided to not read the piece. Actually, Am I shocked? No, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. But yesterday was a really kind of, um I don't know if humbling is the right word, but it was a it was a learning curve of a day because I definitely allowed this story to get to me way more than I should have done um and I ended up getting very agitated and worked up about something because this is the first time that this has happened to me uh This is the first time this is really kind of an article has been used of mine twisted completely out of context and in the complete wrong way, and unfortunately I ended up getting into kind of discussions with people where. I completely misread the situation from their point of view and also people that were actively trying to discredit the the websites that were twisting the story in itself, which I could only apologize for. And the the day was just a pretty much an absolute nightmare um, because I let it get to me way more than I ever should have done. And it's something that I will be learning from absolutely because this is going to happen. I'm very aware that this is going to happen. Thankfully, I've got some great colleagues around me uh, that do give some great support during these moments and some really good advice. Um, but, it, yeah, it just was not a good day to see your article. What's worse, it's not its not even about the article being twisted. That's not the main kind of issue for me. Um, it's not That's not the main thing. The main thing for me is seeing the responses to the tweets and the responses of lots of... And lots of Arsenal fans being fooled and lots of Arsenal fans being um, completely, you know, confused and misled and taken down a path of information that isn't true uh, because of the way in which an article that I've written has been sourced and taken completely out of context. So that's what was the most frustrating thing. So obviously when I saw people publish the story or spreading the story or saying like Terry, for instance, from the Football Terrace, put up the story and I messaged him straight away saying, look, here's the situation. And thankfully Terry took the tweet down and put up a proviso afterwards. So I'm very appreciative to Terry for doing that. Um, But it's just, it's frustrating. Um, So if you do see this story and do make sure you click the source link always, that's the biggest bit of advice I can give you is if you see a story like this, where it kind of claims something and they say, according to so-and-so, Please go and read the source article because the source article will tell you the information. It won't be the article that, you know, is is twisting the information is gonna is gonna do what it does. But when it says according to football.london in this sense, where the article from myself and Bailey is on here, then you know, give it a read. Find out what the actual story is. And what it is now, what I would say is when you see the word opinion, this doesn't mean it's worth reading. Like the opinion stories that we do, myself and Bailey are, you know, we put a lot of work and effort into writing our theories and writing a lot about what we think could happen. And a lot of the time, you know, it's, it gets pretty spot on. I mean, we write an opinion piece weeks prior to Dean Smith's uh, dismissal for Aston Villa, talking about Smith Rowe and Wendia and how that situation could cost Dean Smith his job. In a few weeks' time, and lo and behold, in a few weeks' time, he did. There's a lot of value in writing these types of pieces, these speculative stories. And it's just a shame that, in this sense, and what's happened with this story, um, it's yeah, it's just gone out a bit of our of control, unfortunately. So, yeah, that's that's kind of that. That's that's the end of the news. I wanted to talk about it, I wanted to discuss it. It's something that I won't be talking about in the future because I now know that this is going to happen. Like me talking about this isn't going to stop this. Pieces that I'm going to write are still going to get used. They're still going to get twisted. They're still going to get taken out of complete context. And I'm going to get credited for them in the wrong way. It's it's going to happen. It's a learning curve. I'm still, what, three and a bit months into this very, very new environment, a new job for myself. Um, that is just, it's such a step up from the job I was doing before that. And I'm loving it every second. But obviously yesterday was just a bit of a difficult day. So that's that that's that's what happened uh we're going to move on i've only got seven minutes or so because i've got an errand to run this morning so we're going to take uh five or six minutes of your questions so do throw them into the chat and i'll try and tackle as many of them as i can in the next few minutes or so and uh we'll go further um leanne i can see your comment um that's obviously exceptionally bad but you know, context is king, as always. Um, Social says, if it's your article people quote from, uh, is there a way you are able to counter them or perhaps ask them to take it down, citing inaccurate information? Look, yes, you could. Um, you could absolutely reach out. And I checked both authors of the pieces. Neither have their DMs open. Surprise, surprise. Um so, and I wasn't going to just tweet, publicly tweet those people. I'd rather look, it's going to, it's going to happen. At the end of the day, I was advised, just, you know, just, just let it go. Just, if this is going to happen. You're going to have to deal with this. We'll move forward. Absolutely. I could end up chasing every single site that's publishing this story and try and take it down. But all I could rather do is better, you know, better educate yourselves, tell you to always read the source info and uh and go from there it's yeah but i'm not if i spent all my life turning around chasing stories that had misquoted me i'd never write any pieces so i can't do that um but yeah it's just one of those things unfortunately uh chris says if we struggle getting a midfielder uh in the summer would it be an idea to move ben white to midfield not for me chris uh i'm not a big fan of seeing square pegs in round holes i know that he's You know, a softened-edged square for this round hole, if you like. But I personally wouldn't uh, (laughs) be—I wouldn't be doing it. Uh, John says, "I'll quote you from this live chat." Tom, Arsenal will sell Pepe for 25 pounds—just 25. All those words are ones that you said, Tom, but there was a lot that we left out. Yeah. See, that's just kind of some things that happen, John. So there you go. Um, (laughs) Yes. All of you can now misquote me and make my life even worse. Oh, dear. Matt says, Tom, what will you do with your newfound status as an ITK? Oh, do you know what's really funny? Is that even yesterday I tweeted out saying, I think from my own personal account, that there is no truth to the stories that arsenal are considering selling pepe for 25 million pounds and i still have people replying to me obviously as you do going how the f do you know that and i'm like because it was my article (laughs) because it was my piece that's why i know uh so yeah there you go amazing stuff um Let's go to Ross, who says, sorry this happened to you. This is a sports journalism today. Well, the thing is, a lot of people said this. A lot of people replied saying, this is journalism. And I hate that. I hate that response because there is a lot of um, really, really good journalism out there. There's loads. So I I, I disagree with you, Ross. Um, I know that we talk about saying this is journalism. And you're right in, in, in a sense because, sure, some of it is going to be like that. And, and that does happen a lot. But... It's frustrating because there is a lot of good journalism. There's loads of good journalism out there, especially we do a lot ourselves sales at Football.London and across Reach. We do some really, really good stuff and good work. And a lot of my colleagues are putting a lot of effort to put in some really good and put out some really good content for you guys to read. So it's not, it's, I like what John says. It's not, it's the opposite of journalism, if anything. And it's just part and parcel of kind of the, the monster that we're involved in as is. Uh, Adam says, Tom, do you think that uh, you also started the Inesri rumours? I don't think I started them. I'd be very surprised if Arsenal didn't have an interest in him. What I will say is that yes. And we, for those of you that have been watching this show for a while, I wrote a piece where I discussed possible striker targets. I talked about Inesri. There was no stories about Inesri at this point, And all of a sudden there were stories about Inesri. Um, I would be surprised if Arsenal didn't have an interest in the player because they're looking for a striker and he's a very good one. But at the time, yes, possibly. But there's no way of me knowing at the end of the day because I don't know for sure about Arsenal's interest in specific strikers at this moment in time. And so it could do. But it was very coincidental that after I wrote that story about possible strikers that we could go for, that then there was a few um, stories that have now escalated massively. Um, So there you go. Uh, Footy India says, Arsenal Juventus are writing a swap deal for Kulusevsky and Pepe. Source: Tom (laughs) Kanzer? Again, this is a piece that I wrote, uh, I think it was yesterday, and I think it was the one that the mail used. Well, I wrote a piece about how we are looking at Kulusevsky, who is a right winger, who is left-footed, that is exactly the same position and style of winger as Pepe, that that could indicate that Arsenal would be open in the future of replacing Pepe because we're seeing links with wingers. It's not a hard assumption. It's not a hard theory to put forwards. And yet again, it got used as fact. And that's the problem. And that's why we put the word opinion in pieces. Opinion pieces are very common. They are one style of writing that is done across loads of sites and loads of media. Opinion pieces are what make up a big bulk of... The media and they're there for speculation they're there for content they're there to produce and to make people think that's what opinion pieces are about and so when they get used as fact that's obviously very frustrating and that's why you should always read the source and click the source link and go to the source link and when you do click the source link close down the site that you've clicked the source link from because when you go to us uh, as the source that's we try and give you the best info that we can at the end of the day um, Amadeep says did you start the rumours that Ollie's extension <laughs> am I a time traveller I didn't ex- I didn't start anything to do with Oli I'm very much Arsenal I'm an Arsenal fan brands writer and presenter so that's that's kind of that sort of things. Um, so social last one I think because I'm going to have to wrap things up is 15 too young to be playing international football after that Serbian kid took Erdogan's status of being the youngest uh, if you're good enough I suppose you're good enough and uh, i've not seen into this actually so it's kind of skipped me by i suppose but i'll look into it that that's incredible and they must be amazingly talented but i need to look into that is it too young i mean if they're better than the other options in an international in international setups are very different if they're better than them i would say no at club level it's different um it's very very different at club level so that's slightly slightly different, but yeah, we'll see. Um, We are going to wrap things up there. As I said, I've got to run an errand this morning before I start my shift, so uh, we are going to have to close things down there. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you for hearing me rabbit on about my issues yesterday, <laughs> um, but uh, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications done so you never miss a show. If you see any stories about Nicholas Pepe, Be careful and read the source info. That's the lesson from today. Read the source uh, of where the info comes from to see and get a gauge of the context of where the story. It doesn't mean that the story that they're talking about is always going to be wrong, but you need to be sure of the context before you read the story. So there's your lesson for the day. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time as always. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 7.30 a.m., not 8 o'clock, 7.30, half an hour earlier. Got an errand in the morning, but we're still gonna be doing the show. We're just gonna be doing it half an hour earlier. So seven thirty tomorrow morning, half an hour earlier than usual. Don't forget. See you soon, guys. Have a good one, and as always, up the arsenal. It's the ninety plus minute.